We're going to continue in this series entitled Bless this month of November. We are, are journeying together and, 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 and hopefully um, awakening you to the many blessings that are around us. You know we're blessed people, correct? Um, in fact, that word blessed or blessing is used over 7,000 times throughout scripture. And it looks different as you, as you move from Genesis through Revelation. You know, Old Testament, there were blessings of God that, that oftentimes uh, meant um, uh, an inheritance of some sort, maybe expansion of territories, uh, possession of things, maybe children. You know your kids are a blessing from the Lord, right? Doesn't scripture say that? Children are a blessing. Of, doesn't say they're a curse. They're a blessing. Amen. Need to be reminded of the Bible sometimes. Amen. Uh, but we see as we move through the New Testament that blessings of God, just when we consider what God has done for us through his son, Jesus Christ, come on, the potential for us to be transformed, the potential for your old life to pass away and you to be new. Aren't you thankful? And there is just a spirit of gratitude that should be a part of, of, of us. But this word blessing, but the problem is we live in a culture that seems bent towards the negative. We, we, we oftentimes, we, 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 we miss the many blessings present in our lives on a daily basis because the, the, we, we're, well, we're just, we, there's this negative spirit that's, that's, that's consumed our culture and, and we tend to focus on so many negative things. We, we have a little exercise even around our house that we, we do from time to time around the table. And I've got to, I have to catch myself. We might need to change it. But, but we oftentimes play a little game at, around dinner time called high-low. What was the high point of your day? What was the low point of your day? Sometimes we call it happy and crappy. You know, what was the happy moment and what was the, the crappy moment? But we just, we tend to focus on the negative way too much and what, the pro and I'm not saying we shouldn't notice when things are adverse or when things are wrong. But the problem is we, we tend to stay there. Remember the idea of cellar dwellers? We tend to focus on, on the things of this world and, and we don't set our mind on things above, which is what scripture calls us to do, right? And so how can we, how can we break that cycle? How can we somehow have a, 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 an attitude adjustment? Anybody ever said, you need an attitude adjustment, right? I think God, and he wouldn't shake his finger like our parents did, but, but I think he would say, guys, listen, there's so much more that I have for you. Quit focusing on, on the things that, that are, are, are negative. And so I have great news for you today, and I have great hopes for all of us because Thanksgiving Day is coming, and that's the one day in which we tend to think about the things we're grateful for. One day out of the year, it seems like all of America, I mean, Americans, Canada doesn't do it. America does. We're grateful people for one day. We think about the blessings that God has brought us from the previous 12 months. We think about how he's seen us through and how healthy we are and the new job and the promotion and our kids, you know, or didn't have to do summer school this year. And, and, and I mean, things are just, and we, 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 we're reminded of our friendships and relationships and, and, and we just seem to be happy for that one day. So I'm thankful that there's this one day coming. And for a few moments, we'll gather around and we'll eat foods that we don't eat any other time of the year. Did you eat dressing on the 4th of July? No, it's on Thanksgiving. That's the only day you eat it. When's the last time you had pumpkin pie? Last Christmas. You don't eat it. 
you know, on your birthday. What do you want for your birthday? I want a birthday cake, not pumpkin pie. We're going to gather and we'll celebrate. And for just a few moments, we'll remember and we'll be grateful and we'll talk about the blessings of life. But after the Cowboys lose and after we wake up out of our turkey coma, you know it, come, you know it. After we wake up from the turkey coma and our family and friends that we put a smile on and welcome in our home, but we're grateful once they leave, aren't we? And we'll go back to being ungrateful. The things that we just said were blessings, we'll begin to nitpick and see, ah, you know, but it's really not that great of a blessing. And the people that maybe we just sang kumbaya with and, you know, we'll find something negative to think about them. And we'll think that Black Friday shopping will somehow cause us not to, but you know that that throws you into a completely different subject when you're out in that mess, right? What would happen if, 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 if somehow Thanksgiving and this idea of gratefulness were not just one day? Is it possible for us to, to carry that over to, to the next day and maybe the next week and the next month? What would our lives look like? Is it even possible in a world that's just bent towards negativity? Is it possible for us to, to get out of those weeds and, 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 and consider the blessings and all of the things that we have been given in life. I, I, I believe it is. In fact, we, we use a phrase and, and, and Skip prayed it, an attitude of gratitude. You know, I think that that's more than just some cutesy little rhyme that we throw out. But is it possible to really live life with this attitude of gratitude? I want you to know that you need to because the, 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 the reports are in and science has proven that people that live with a grateful spirit, their immune systems are stronger. They have a lower risk of heart disease. Um, uh, their emotional and, and mental well-being is, is greater. Their kidneys even work better, you know? Uh, so, so there are so many physical benefits to, to living with this grateful attitude and, and spirit. But the University of, of California in, in, in Riverside also took it even a little bit further. They said that people who, who have this attitude of gratitude, they, they seem to be more optimistic in life. They have more joy. Their relationships seem to be healthier. Um, uh, they just function with a different attitude that, that just propels. And if, when it comes to relationships, it goes even further to say that, that, that when you actually launch out and when you are grateful verbally with people that have blessed you, um, it just enhances all of your relationships with family, friends, maybe some romantic person in your life. I mean, your relationships just are healthier. You're healthier. And so maybe that's all you need from me today. You want to get healthy? Develop an attitude of gratitude. Let's be thankful people. And is there anyone in here or watching us online that can honestly say, you know what? I don't think there's anything that's ever occurred in my life in which I should be grateful for or, or thankful for. 
And we all can, can think of it. We've been challenged you to think of some things and write things down or write a letter and keep it in front where you see it on a daily basis. But we need to somehow remember this attitude of gratitude. I love how, how the Apostle Paul in, in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, he writes these words, be thankful in all circumstances. Whoa. Be thankful, grateful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Is that even possible or is that some pipe dream? He's on crack when he's writing this, isn't he? Or, or surely his life must have always been without adversity or difficulties. Now let me tell you something about the guy that writes this verse. If you know anything about Paul, his name wasn't always Paul. His name used to be Saul. And, and, but, but, but his life, even when he, when, with name change, some of you would like to change. You ever wondered why your parents named you what they named you? And some of you probably have wanted a name change. Paul had the luxury of getting a name change. But it wasn't, when his name changed, life didn't get better. It got worse for him. I mean, this is not some guy that was a king or a ruler and always had people attending and catering to his needs. He, he wasn't always the life of the party and, and he didn't have a, a, a clear record. I mean, he was looked at as, as a criminal. He understood adversity and hardship and difficulty. He understood being in prison. He, he understood being tortured and beaten and, 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 and being left to die. This is a, and, and he has the gall in 1 Thessalonians to write these words. Be thankful in all circumstances. Is that possible? Is that really even possible for us today? And if that's not hard enough, he says it's God's will for you too. This is God's will for you. He, he wants you to be thankful in all circumstances. Listen, regardless of how difficult your circumstances may be today, I believe that we still can have an attitude of gratitude. In fact, let me just remind you of, of some things because if, if you just look at your circumstances, they might be very demoralizing and dejecting to you. And I'm not trying to make light of that. By the way, let, but let me just say this. At the end of the service, just a, a programming note. All right, we're going to have a team of, 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 of people up here that, that want to pray with you and encourage you in the mess that you might find yourself in right now. They just want to offer a word of hope. They want to hear from you and, and how we can partner and, and storm the gates of heaven with you for maybe something you go through. So don't miss this beautiful ministry moment, okay? But how can we be thankful in all circumstances? I have to be reminded that, that even in the valley, he's with, my, with us. We, we, we sang that just a few moments ago, right? I have to be reminded that, that even though things around me are bad, I know that there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. I have to be reminded what, what, what the word says, that, 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 that if God is for me, who can be against me? I have to be reminded that, that Romans says all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. I have to be reminded that even sometimes, even in my prayer life, when I'm not seeing a breakthrough, that I need to keep pounding because he says, hey, you'll find me when you seek me with your whole heart. I have to be reminded of those promises. And even though things around me might be falling apart 
And I have to be reminded that even in those, listen, it's, it's kind of like happiness and joy are not the same thing, are they? Happiness has to deal with your happenings, correct? And as long as my happenings or the situations around me are, are things that, that I like, I, I tend to be a happy person. But what happens when things don't make you happy? Can you still be someone who possesses joy? Joy and happiness are completely different things. Happiness is based on happenings. Joy is based on Jesus. When I remember and think about all that he's done for me and the promises he says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Man, I'm telling you, even in my circumstances, I still can give thanks. Case in point, like if you have a fender bender, I'm not thankful that, that, that I've, I've damaged my vehicle or destroyed my radiator or I've hit a deer. I'm not thankful in those moments, but I can still be thankful for the circumstance that, hey, you know, I do have insurance and God protected me in the midst of that. Are you seeing what I'm saying? You, you, don't, have to, you don't have to be thankful that you have a, a health situation that you're facing today, but you can be thankful that despite your health situation, aren't you thankful for doctors and medicine that God has raised up that can see you? Are you seeing what I'm saying today? So I may not like what's happening around me, but I believe that we still can have this attitude of gratitude that Paul's writing about despite our circumstances. Does that make sense to you at all? Do I need to rewind and start over? It's page three in my notes. I can. But despite what's happening, how can we have this attitude of gratitude? When you look at the word gratitude in the dictionary, here's what you're going to find it means. It's that quality of being thankful. It's readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. That quality of being thankful. Are you thankful today? And I know that in a room this size or people watching us online, there, there is at least one person that could probably say, you know what, my situation right now is not good. I'm in, some of you may be in, in dire need of something or, or just facing something that's, that's just not pleasant. How do you have gratitude and be thankful even in the midst of that? Being grateful is this idea of, of showing thanks and appreciation to, to someone. In fact, I'm just a programming now. I want, I want you to come back next Sunday because next Sunday, here, here's what grateful people do. You know what grateful people do? They worship. Uh, this was really cool. This is just a, a backstage behind the wall moment I had before I came out today. I'm back there praying with some of our intercessors. We got people that are praying right now for what's happening in this room. Aren't you thankful for that? And, and I just went and I just started singing a song. I started singing this. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, I just started singing. And I just said, hey, isn't it, isn't it special how worship just kind of changes your perspective on things? Come on, some of y'all need to, to maybe change a radio station in your home or in your vehicle or a TV station or what. And I'm just telling you, try it. But grateful people, the people that have an attitude of gratitude, they worship and celebrate and they thank God. I prayed that for all of us this morning, pulling out of my driveway. I prayed it with a group of men in my office this morning. I said, God, I pray that your house will be filled with people that are grateful and thankful for all that you've done for us and that we today would give you what you're worthy of. Come on, somebody. Have you thanked him? Have, are you grateful for all that God has done for you? 
Have you taken inventory of the blessings of your life? And, and have you given him your worship and your thankfulness for all that he's done? You know, the Bible's filled with people that did just that. And their lives weren't always easy. They faced adversity and difficulty from time to time. I, I, I remember Sarah's response when she was, gave birth to Isaac. I remember Hannah, whenever she had prayed for years to, to be able to, to bear a son. And I remember when, when Samuel was born and how she worshiped and thanked God for that tremendous blessing. Because you know, children are a blessing. Amen. Have you heard that? I, I, I remember, and I, I love this story. You ever read the book of Job? Not Job, but Job. You remember Job? The whole book in the Old Testament. You ought to read. You think your life is... Is, is, is out of control. You ought to read about this man, Job. Job was an upright man, loved the Lord, faithful in obedience. Satan said, I bet I can cause him not to worship you, God. I bet I can cause your man, Job, to stumble. And God said, all right, let's go, bro. Bring it on. You want to go, bro? That's what, that wasn't that TV commercial about driving safely. That was, it was Job. All right, go for it. Job had everything a person could want. Beautiful family, lots of stuff. I mean, health, he was great. But if you know anything, the enemy came and, and tried to cause Job to curse God and blame God for his situations. All throughout the book of Job, though, you'll find he never did. And because of his obedience and faithfulness and steadfastness, what is, you ought to read, read Job this week. I had you read second Corinthians, I believe last week, eight and nine, read Job this week, because what you're going to find through the end of the book is that God blesses him because of his faithfulness. But I love how Job, he writes this. You don't have this on the screen. You kind of have to trust me there. But in Job chapter one, verse 21, here, listen, this is Job's attitude. When things are falling apart, Job says, I came naked from my mother's womb and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had and the Lord has taken it away. And then look what he says. Praise the name of the Lord. So whether I have little or whether I have much, whether things are good or things are bad, this man that faced adversity like none of us will ever experience says, praise the name of the Lord. Can you praise him in your storm? Do you have this attitude of gratitude when the wheels are falling off? Mm. In the New Testament, in Luke chapter 17, we find another story, I believe, that is a tremendous example of an attitude of gratitude. Look what it says, beginning in verse 11. It says, it happened that as Jesus made his way towards Jerusalem, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, 10 men, all lepers met him. Leprosy, of course, is what? It's a skin disease. Sores, your skin falls off. Lepers lived in colonies. They lived outside the city. They kind of, lepers all stayed together. They had to uh, disassociate themselves from family, friends, and, and the rest of the community that were non-leprous. 10 lepers come and meet Jesus. It says they kept their distance, but they raised their voices, which was common. They could not come in contact with, with people, non-leprous people. In fact, they would oftentimes have to walk around unclean, unclean, shouting out. How demoralizing is that? Unclean, unclean. Angie and I met a young lady this week at a restaurant and, and we were just complimenting how beautiful she was. 
And she's like, thank you for telling me that because I don't feel good about myself. And she began to share with us about a health issue she had. I'm like, oh, that's not what we see. Can you imagine a person that feels that bad and they have to walk around yelling unclean, don't come near me. You might get what I have. That's what these lepers are doing here. And so they're keeping their distance from Jesus, but they're shouting at him, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Taking a good look at them, Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest. And they went. And while still on their way, they became clean. A healing takes place as they go. They're going to the priest to let them know, whoa, look at us, guys. We once were leprous, but we're not now. Please, you know, declassify us so that we can enter society once again. We want to become normal. For years we've lived as outcasts, but now look at us. We, we want to bear witness to that. They, one of them, it says, when he realized that he was healed, turned around and came back, shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He kneeled at Jesus's feet, so what? Grateful. He couldn't thank him enough. He was a Samaritan. If you know anything about Jews and Samaritans, they didn't associate. Samaritans were looked at as kind of a half-breed um, group of people, all right? And, and for a Samaritan and a Jew to interact, read, read the story of the Good Samaritan. And that'll even magnify, read about John, in John chapter 4, the, the Samaritan woman that Jesus met at the well. I mean, you'll, you'll begin to, to understand a lot of this, the, the, the rift between Samaritans and, and the Jewish people. But this man that, Jesus, that comes back and returns, this one of 10 lepers that comes back is a Samaritan. But Jesus says, were there not 10 healed? Where are the nine? Can none be found to come back and give glory to God except this outsider, again, Samaritan? And Jesus said to him, get up on your way. Your faith has healed and saved you. Jesus going through this Samaria, through, through Samaria and these 10 lepers come. They want to be healed. Jesus is a healer. How many of you know that? That's what he does. He heals them. And as they're going to the religious people to let them see that they're now clean and to have this stigma, this label. Isn't it interesting how religious people put labels on people and stigmas? <laughs> Different sermon series. Maybe we'll hit that at the end of the, uh, in the beginning of the year. But anyway, um, but they're healed now. And, and, and I don't know what happened to the other nine in this story. Maybe they're just celebrating that they've been healed. But their, their skin is now healthy and whole. Maybe they have, have, have already started going back to find family and friends that they've not been connected with for some time. And they wanted to prove to them, hey, guys, look at us now. We're, we're not the same. Maybe they were already going to, 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 to resume their their they're living once again and change. I don't know, but, 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 and, and this one that did come in, maybe he even had the same ideas, but what we find in Luke chapter 17 is that there's one that's been changed and healed that took the time to leave the party and the celebration and the priest to come back and show honor and gratitude to the one that had changed him. I think there's something for us to learn from the one. Are you with me today? Because I don't know about you, but I don't know if I pause and stop and reflect and come to Jesus enough and say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for changing 
me. Now, I don't have leprosy and I don't have this skin disease that in Luke chapter 17 that this man's dealing with. But listen, I think all of us somehow need to somehow get to that place in our life where we pause and we stop. We need to remember all that Jesus has done for us. You don't have leprosy. But I'm telling you, for many of you in this room today, Jesus has done an incredible work in your life, hasn't he? He's cleansed you from some things in your life. He's cleansed you from your past. He's cleansed you from from choices that you wish you had never made. He's cleansed you from places that you wish you would have never gone to. He's cleansed you from words that you wish you never would have said. Come on, somebody. I know I'm talking to you. Jesus has met you and he's changed you and he's cleansed you. And I tell you what, grateful people return to him and say, thank you, Father, for all that you've done for me. That's an attitude of gratitude. We don't deserve Jesus intervening in our lives. None of us deserve the blessings of God. Remember last week I talked about that. What we deserve is death and judgment. Bum, bum, bum. That's what we deserve. But God in his great love for us, scripture says, demonstrated his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Transformation can take place. The old life is gone. The new has come. Do you have an attitude of gratitude? Are you thankful for all that Jesus has done for you? And have you paused? I'm telling you, I'm thankful that Thanksgiving's coming because for some of us, we need that to pause on the calendar and just remember. We tend to forget We tend to forget. And you know what? The enemy wants us to forget. He wants us to forget who, what, what Christ has done in our lives. He wants us to, to remain cellar dwellers and just focus on all this negative mess around us. He doesn't want us to, to keep our eyes. Hey, he wants us to say, oh, you're in the valley and life is hard. And he wants us to remain defeated and dejected. And he wants to beat us up with our past. But we have someone who's overcome all of that. We sang about him too, didn't we? He's an overcomer. And you can be too. We need to balance this thing of remembrance, this thing of grace. I love what 2 Peter 1.9 says. I've been cleansed from my old sins. Come on. If there's enough for us to pause and to celebrate and raise our hands and to bounce around like banshees today in the house, if there's anything, just pause and remember what Jesus Christ has offered us. Life, freedom. He set us free. Aren't you thankful for that? I hope that we never forget what Christ has done for us. Uh, my, my prayer for us is that we would make it a priority to live this life of gratitude. Now, I need to let you know something real quick as, as Ezra comes back up and we get ready to leave here today. But listen, this, this idea of, of having attitude, you've got to be intentional about this. Because I, 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 maybe it's because of our sinful nature. You know, we're, we're all born sinners, okay? We, we all are born that way. You're, you're not born a Christian, You're not born a Christ follower. You're born a sinner in need of a savior. And and I think because we're born that we had this, this, this thought of negativity and whatever. And 
in order for us to live a life of gratitude and thankfulness, as, as Paul encourages, to, it's interesting. T- t- two verses earlier in, in 1 Thessalonians, in verse 5, 16, he says, rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. Verse 17 talks about pray consistently, pray incessantly. Don't ever stop praying. And then we find verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances. Listen, we're going to have to be intentional to live like that. It, it, it doesn't just come automatic. You've got to be intentional. And there are so many self-help books and thoughts out there that you can find. But, but I encourage you guys on week number one to, to begin to maybe write some things down that, that, that you would say are blessings from God and to keep those in a prominent place. I share with you that we like to all oftentimes at our dinner table share the our high for the day and, and things that make us happy. For some of you, maybe, maybe you ought to do that daily and just you've got to be intentional about writing some things down or or verbalizing those things to cause you to remember how blessed you truly are. Um, maybe you journal. Maybe you want to keep a gratitude journal of, of, of some sort. I just know what my wife's saying right now. Ooh, great. I go to Hobby Lobby and get another one. And washi tape and honeys and all that stuff and pens. and blah. But maybe you need to journal and just remember what, what God has done for you. Hey, hey, what about this? And, and, and our, our women did this a couple of weeks ago at the Radiant Conference. They, they, they actually wrote letters to people. That, that had played a significant role in their life spiritually, maybe thanking someone. Do you have someone like that? I, uh, uh, um, I, I was talking to an old high school buddy of mine this week, and, and he was saying, hey, what are some of the things you remember? And he uh, talking about our, our football coach back in the day. What are some things that, that we did back in the day that prepared you for who you are today? And, and, and I was able to kind of share some of those things there. And, you know, Instead of me just sharing it with someone else, would it not be beautiful for me to share that with the person that truly made a difference in my life? For some of you, maybe it's writing a letter. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's a face-to-face. Hey, hey I just want to let you know that I am thankful for you and I'm grateful that God placed you in my life because... But we're going to have to be intentional when it comes to having this attitude of gratitude. It won't come naturally. It won't because we're going to continue to think about things of this earth and be cellar dwellers and and we're going to miss the beautiful things all around us. Hey church, can we be grateful people more than one day a year or more than 70 minutes once a week? Can we live a life filled with thankfulness and gratitude. Would you stand with me today? Ministry team, come and join me down front. And, and uh, man, I'm excited. I, I get to do this again. One more, I'm excited. I'm excited tonight. I want to jump in that baptistry right now and just try it out. People saying yes to Jesus and transformation. But I, I'm praying for us that gratitude would become a part of who we are you catch yourself this week going the opposite direction ungrateful unthankful man i just just would you just just say holy spirit holy just start saying holy spirit and i'm telling you watch how he flips your thinking holy spirit holy spirit holy spirit that's what i have to do i'm going somewhere oh no holy spirit holy spirit come on to god be the glory great things i got to remind myself right of all that he's done for us 
Let's live as grateful people. Father, I pray today for those in this room, those watching us online, that somehow, Father, we would understand how blessed we truly are and that God, this spirit of thankfulness and gratitude, like we see demonstrated throughout scripture, would become a part of who we are as well. Father, I pray that you would know each and every moment how grateful and thankful we are for you and what you do for us. And maybe that's where we need to start today. God, maybe there's another human that you've used, a human being that's played a role. And I pray that even maybe in this exercise of, 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 of reaching out, that God, you would remind us this attitude of gratitude that you desire for us to possess. We thank them for who they are and what they've done for us. God, I pray for the person in this room today that's, that's carrying around something. They don't have to leave here with that pray that they would take advantage of this opportunity today to, to be ministered to by our team and be prayed with and encouraged. Lord, we have a word of hope that maybe could be offered to them today. And God, I pray that they would just come and receive the beautiful, beautiful words that you have for them. And I want to pray this blessing over all of us today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you his peace. Amen.